Welcome to Lessons in Life and Love with Rihanna Milne, where we show you how to have the positive mindset for success in all life areas so you can grow beyond difficult transitions and evolve from those challenging moments that may have influenced your past but will not define your future. It's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve as we teach you the exact skills needed to attract and keep a lasting, emotionally healthy and conscious relationship. Now, please welcome your host, certified life dating and relationship coach, trauma professional, and best-selling author, Rihanna Milne. Hello, everyone. Welcome to show number 23 of Lessons in Life and Love. I'm your coach, Rihanna Milne, known as the Life and Love Transformation Expert. And you know I'm on a mission to change the way the world loves. And I hope you, my listeners, who I refer to as my angels of love and love transformers, will help me spread the word on how to have conscious, loving, and respectful relationships. Tonight's topic, we're going to cover several things. First is flirting skills. Valentine's Day coming up. I want you feeling really confident about what you're doing out there in singles world. We're going to go into the three stages of love, helping to identify your ideal partner and a little bit more if we have time. You know, I teach you the exact skills you need to have a fantastic life and attract a fabulous love partner. No matter your age, whether a man or a woman, straight or LGBT, or if you're single or in an exclusive relationship, because if you're in that relationship, you want to keep it right. The whole goal is to have the life you desire and the love relationship that you deserve. Do take advantage of getting your personal questions answered during this live radio show version by calling me in the next hour at 866. 866- 6451451 that's 8664511451 it can be about tonight's topic any topic in the past or just something you're struggling with any questions you have with valentines dating relationships just ask away and have your questions and comments ready when you call to give to Abraham my show engineer if you can't wait and you want to meet with me personally then do apply for a free life and love transformation discovery session by going to my website rihannamillon.com and tell me your story. I know I'm pretty full this week, but you can go into next week's calendar and book your session. It is a $500 value. And remember to listen to all my past podcast episodes on LessonsInLifeAndLove.com to get an education that builds your knowledge in life and love skills. And we have been on Alexa the Skills app, and you can listen on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Music, and your favorite other apps. If you do hear something you know will benefit a friend or a loved one, please be that angel love and share the show link and leave a comment and a five-star rating. Thanks, guys. Just a couple of announcements. Next week, we're going to have a phenomenal guest. I want to make sure that you are with me, a wonderful woman from Australia, and she is with the digital TV network for everything about love. Her name is Katia Lossell, and she is the founder and CEO of Love Network. And she's going to go into some amazing things about the body language of kissing, what the kiss reveals about the state of your relationships. How can you tell if someone wants to kiss you? 
kissing turn-ons and turn-offs, the body language of attraction, what is your body really saying, and the top reasons we misread body language signals in dating and in relationships. Other than childhood trauma, she's got some more. So she's an amazing woman I had the privilege to meet at iDate last week, the international online dating conference and matchmakers were there as well. I got to speak on the childhood trauma piece and recognizing sociopath and other predators that lurk online. And they really loved the presentation and felt happy that they heard it. So they are being more careful and reaching out to do more safeguards online. We'll have some of those people come on and guest down the road. But being that Valentine's Day is on February 14th, she will be with me Monday night, the 11th live. So get your questions lined up and do make sure you take advantage of her time with us. Also, I wanted to let you know the Singles Dating to Mating Life and Love Transformation Program. The group program starts February 12th. There's still a couple spaces to get into that. You just need to be single, even if you're in an exclusive relationship and have concerns or questioning if you should be in that relationship. If you're technically not married, you can be a part of the singles group, but you must register and we don't have much time left. So email me at rihannamilne at gmail.com. That's R-I-A-N-A-M-I-L-N-E at gmail.com to get in on this year's group. This will probably be the only group I have this year because things have been so busy being on podcasts and radio shows and Alexa and interviews. (laughs) So I am probably doing this one group for the entire year and it is a 90-day program and you do have coaching directly with me and a great educational online platform. Just email me, Milne at Gmail. I'll be glad to tell you more. As we go into tonight's topic, realize much of this comes from my coaching program as well as my books, Love Beyond Your Dreams, Break Free of Toxic Relationships, to have the love you deserve, as well as live beyond your dreams from fear and doubt to personal power, purpose, and success. And you can get free chapter downloads, about 50 pages of each book, right on my website, rihannamilne.com. Just go to the homepage, scroll down a bit, and you'll see free chapter downloads. So help yourself, enjoy. Most people see it, and they read the first few pages and order the book. You get it on Amazon and any other online platforms in U.S., Barnes and Noble bookstores do carry my books. Okay, so let's get into tonight's topic. And again, any questions on this or any of your own concerns, you call me at 866-451-1451. Let's start with flirting techniques for singles. The idea of flirting is to subtly let somebody know that you like them. If your intended before you knows that you find him or her attractive and interesting, they're going to be more inclined to like you back like attracts like, right? This basics of law of attraction. You'll need to judge if the attraction is mutual. And if not, don't be offended by that. Remember we talked about before in the past few shows, everyone has a type or a love map. Many people are drawn unconsciously to chemistry that takes them to the past. That's not always a good thing. But for you, if you're consciously aware, you do want to know if they are attracted to you and give them the signals that you are attracted to them. Keep in mind, Again, we all have a type. Both verbal and nonverbal skills would be used to convey that you and them are interested. With initial meetings at first date, 55% of the first impression is based on your appearance and body language. 
38% is based on your style of speaking, and only 7% is actually based on what you say. How about that? That's what the research shows. Now, I tend to want to argue with that. I think the male, being that they are hardwired in their reptilian caveman brain to really want attraction and chemistry, I'd say that's about a 90%. And then the 10% is based on your style of speaking and the rest of what you say. I do know intelligent men do like intelligent women, and they like to have a good conversationalist. They are looking at women to see if they'd be a good partner, not only in a love relationship, but in life and to be a good accompaniment to business functions. If they are somebody that is out there in the business world, they want to make sure their lady is also sharp and intelligent and can hold great conversations. Different people, of course, want different things. But men are more prone for the attraction factor and women are, her cave woman brain is hardwired for safety and security. So men, if you really like that lady and you know she's dating, it's important that you let her know that if you are financially secure, what your plans look like for the future, tell her these things because this is something, again, hardwired women want to feel safe and that you've got her or you've got her back, so to speak. Here's some basic rules to let you be more successful at flirting. First, do initiate flirtation with those of a roughly the same level of attractiveness as yourself. This gives you the best chance of compatibility. So kind of choose someone that you think would definitely be interested in you back. Two, don't flirt with people who are unlikely to return your interest. Approach people who are likely to see you at least as a possible partner rather than those who may dismiss you as unsuitable. Use the nonverbal signals to assess approachability. If you glance across the room at someone and he sees you look and he turns away right away, that's someone saying nonverbally, no, thank you, I'm not interested. If they wave at you or they smile or they look back for a longer period of time, that would be someone that would be safe to go talk to. I know in dancing world, when we grew up in the 70s, and I'd love to dance, if I were single, I would ask someone who was also dancing kind of on their own but had good rhythm, you knew they liked to dance, they're more likely to say yes to dancing if you ask them versus someone just standing with no sense of rhythm or talking with someone else. If you go up and say, would you like to dance? They'll say, "Mm, sorry, I'm busy, or they're just not into the music or that particular song. You look for body clues as well. Three, use nonverbal flirting skills, and I'll give you some examples here. Eye contact. Signal your interest in someone merely by making eye contact and attempt to hold their gaze for a second or two. If they glance back at you and hold the stare, they're interested in you too. Two, interpersonal distance. Paying attention to the other person's use of distance will tell you a great deal about their reactions and feeling towards you. Don't be too close or they may get the wrong idea of what you're looking for. So a comfortable distance when you're talking to someone, you know, look at them in their face, smile a lot if you're really interested in what they're saying. If you find that you're not that interested or you said hello and they're like, wow, you seem really nice, but I have a a girlfriend, just say, well, then it was really a pleasure to meet you. I wish you a fun night and you can walk away with that. You don't want to get involved with anyone that says they already have a partner for sure. Next, posture. 
echo one's posture to create harmony and togetherness. So when you subtly mimic what they do to a small degree, you seem like-minded. Now, don't make this really obvious. It's going to make them totally uncomfortable if you're mimicking exactly their body stance and if they make a move to stand differently, you do too. That would just be too weird. It's just more angling your body in the same way, smiling, looking like you're totally engaged with what they say, that you're interested in those types of things. Facial expressions. Smile if they don't smile back or hold a blank, unchanging face or looks around the room as you talk, they're really not interested, move on, don't waste your time. Touch, touching is powerful and a subtle form of communication. A light, brief touch on the arm shows interest and has a lasting positive effect. Vocal signals, attraction and interest is more often conveyed by the tone of voice than what is being said. Aim for moderation in the tone and volume with enough variety and in pitch and paste to hold their interest. Saying intense words in kind of a sexy flirtatious way while I look them in the eyes can be really powerful. Opening line, keep it simple and real. Don't do any cheesy pickup lines, guys. Women don't want that. Just, hi, how you doing? You having a good time? Or, hi, I haven't seen you before. Are you from here? Are you on vacation? Florida gets a lot of vacationers, so that's an easy opening line. This is my first time at this club. Is it good? Do you enjoy it? What's the atmosphere like as it gets a little later? You know, just anything. If it was a gorgeous day, you can even say that. Wow, wasn't it a beautiful day? Finally, we got out of our cold snap. Anything. Just make it real. Ask a direct open question that requires a response. That's the best way to do it. Take turns and monitor your conversation. It should be equal, like they talk, you talk, they talk, you talk. Keep it balanced. It should be give and take, sharing stories, asking questions, sharing facts. It should be equal. You don't want to over-monopolize a conversation. You do want to be a good listener when they're sharing something with you. And yet at the same time, you just don't want to stand there and make them do all the work in conversing because they're going to find you boring if you have nothing to say. I do always ask my students to be informed in local news as well as international news. Watch documentaries. That always gives you a lot to talk about. Biographies trending shows that you might have something to talk about you know know what's in the headlines of the paper do be aware and have good things to contribute to a conversation negativity is a real turnoff keep all conversations positive and light-hearted don't reveal too much about yourself too soon don't talk about ex-partners don't talk about if your kids are having massive issues or problems. Don't talk about if you're struggling on the job. If these are all negative items, certainly on the first date or the first hello. You don't want to get into any of that. Use simple compliments, but don't overdo it. Don't look or act or be desperate. Keep it light. Keep it fun. And while talking, look to their eyes and smile often. Feedback. Give good verbal and nonverbal feedback. 
to their conversation to show you're a good listener. If they say something profound, ask a question about it. Show that you're interested in paying attention. You should remember what they say if they get interrupted and they're like, oh, now where was I? And you say, oh, you were just talking about this and that. As a therapist, actually, I'm really good at that because you always have to remember what your clients say. But if I get interrupted and I would say, what was I talking about? I normally remember also what I was talking about, but they should know too. Reciprocal disclosure. The exchange of personal information should be done in an equal way. If your intended refuses to share anything about themselves but asks you a lot of questions, stop answering. That becomes really uncomfortable. They're trying to dig and get a lot of information on you. They're not saying anything about yourself. I don't think that's a good idea. I think it can be very dangerous. The key to successful flirting is to escalate the level of intimacy gradually always maintaining a balance between your disclosures and those of your partner. Don't reveal too much or too little. If you keep dating this person with time, you can share more and more about your life and your dreams and your goals, but I wouldn't do that on a first meeting. Certainly, if you're doing online dating, don't do a whole lot of texting back and forth. It should be a little bit. Then you have a phone conversation, but I always say make sure you get a last name before you have a phone conversation because that phone call is going to lead to more questions. Do you really want to answer all the questions of someone you don't even have a last name of? That wouldn't be comfortable. So get a last name. If they say they're a professional, look them up on LinkedIn or just Google search their name. You should be able to find something about them. That's why I said be careful how much you disclose when you don't really know this person too well. Careful use of humor because it can lessen anxiety and create a relaxed mood. You'll be perceived as more fun, likable, and easygoing, which are all great traits. And that increases the level of both trust and attraction. However, you want to know the difference between humor and sarcastic wit. Sarcasm is usually against people and it's hurtful. Humor is about a situation and causes no direct harm. You don't want to be the one to use sarcasm because it comes across very negative. If you're someone who's very sarcastic, after a while, people are going to get tired of hearing that. And when you're in a relationship, what might have started as sarcastic humor with dating can come across as very cutting and judgmental and negative. Your partner would then say, what, can't you take a joke or why don't you think that's funny? I was just kidding. And it's really hurtful. That's sarcasm. Don't use it. And it's a really bad habit for people that do. Parting. If you would like to see this person again, simply ask, would you like to meet again sometime next week? It might be a clear request or perhaps we can meet sometime. Here's my card. Do you have one also? Everyone in business should carry business cards. I highly recommend it. This also backs up. It says who you are and what you do. Hopefully they do have a business card. And this does make it perfectly clear you're interested. But if you are a woman, you still let the man make the initial move after you offer your card and see if they ask you on a date. And if they don't, don't call or text him. Society-wise, I know it's a traditional rule, and we're going to get into that a little bit why, but you would want the gentleman to make the first move. I advise my clients to ask early on if someone's interested in you and get this out of the way. Are you single? 
because you don't want to waste your time talking with a married person or someone who's in an exclusive relationship. If they say, yes, I'm totally single, then continue to talk with them. If they say, well, I have a girlfriend, she just wasn't able to make it out to this meeting tonight, just say, oh, okay, that's great. It's wonderful. Good luck with that. And I wish you a great night. It was really nice to meet you. And you can also say, I feel it's best honoring your relationship for me to say goodbye now, have a nice night, and then move on. I would not stay and waste your time. You don't want people talking about that. You don't want this person to get the wrong idea for sure. Be open to all those who surround you. I teach an exercise called Just Say Hello to everyone you encounter. They could be in grocery lines, checkout counters, coffee shops, standing right next to you at a happy hour, networking event, because it's amazingly easy to meet people this way. And this exercise gets you used to making simple conversations at any time. It can be a man or a woman. Again, you may not know if they're in a single relationship or not. If they're a little cold and to the point, maybe they are. So don't take it personally. If they chat a little bit longer with you, then they might be interested with you as well. Now, most of my clients, when they work with me initially, they can be pretty shy and they start trying this exercise. They're like, wow, this really, really works. It's funny, in Atlantic City, I had the Atlantic City Singles Networking Group, and I had this petite little woman in her 70s named Norena. I gave this exercise to a group of people, and they came back the following week. She goes, if none of you are doing what Rihanna suggests, you're out of your mind. I have four dates this week with four different men just by saying hello. And she was the oldest one in the group. She goes, and the way she tells you to dress up and show up for dates or show up because you never know where you're going to meet them, that's true too. So if you're not following her advice, you're never going to meet someone wonderful. She was a real treat. And she ended up having a boyfriend out of those four that she dated, being extremely happily in love. I love that story. With this flirting examples, and again, these are just a few that I offer in my coaching. I just share a little bit on my radio show due to time. But ask yourself, do you think you're good at flirting or is it still really awkward for you? And what thoughts in your head could make it easier for you to speak words of kindness and conversation? Here's an example. In your head, say, this is an easy place to meet someone here. It's a singles event, and everyone is hoping to meet others anyway. It's going to be easy to say hello, right? You just kind of psych yourself into it. And if you're struggling, that usually means from childhood trauma, there's a lot of shyness or insecurity, or you might have had trauma seven, which is the most common trauma, which is not feeling good enough or being teased and bullied while you were younger. And it still lurks within your psyche and your soul that you don't feel good enough. So you come off shy or you think you're going to be rejected if you just say hello to people. These are some of the people that come into dating to mating for the singles group. They want to overcome any past hangups, insecurities due to their past childhood or dating traumas. They want to become more confident singles. And again, that group starts February 12th, Tuesday. The classes are held from 8 p.m. to 9.30 Eastern time so that my West Coast people can get in after work at 5 p.m. People sign up from all around the world. There is a couple of spaces left. If you're interested in getting in that program and learning some of the skills I'm going into and touching briefly on this radio show and podcast, then reach out to me at rihannamilne at gmail.com. Okay, next we're going to go into the three stages of love. 
it's important that you understand all three if you're really looking to have a partner for life because a lot of people make mistakes with this. So the first one is lust. And that's the instant attraction, which a lot of people call chemistry. The hormonal influences that you'll feel is testosterone is released in men and estrogen and testosterone is released in women. Testosterone is a desire chemical and women do have it too, that's for certain. And the behaviors is you think of sex. You think of, wow, this person's hot, I wanna be with them, they're really attractive, I'm really turned on. That's the lust phase. Stage two is the attraction phase. Now, some of the symptoms that you'll feel during this, this is when you're starting to fall for someone. So you may eat less, have more sleeplessness, you're awake thinking about them. You have dopamine increases, which affects the pleasure centers. You're feeling really happy and high about life. You'll have adrenaline increase. That could be heart rate pounding or sweating and serotonin decreases that helps the sex drive to increase so these are all real things that happen in your body as you're going through the attraction phase that's usually a few dates in and you're still really attracted to your partner this is called the love struck phase and you want to watch out that you're not engaging in any obsessive compulsive disorder there are emotional highs and lows like you really really want to be with this person but there's a little bit of fear you know will they hurt you will they leave you are they interested in you as much as you are them so there's a lot of emotional highs and lows around that and you start the inner voice going on and ignoring the red flags this is a part where it gets a little dangerous i'm going to go into some of the deal breakers that if you're seeing in the first few dates you can't ignore them just because the chemistry is good and the lust blindness is going on because you're going to end up hurt and those people that know what to look for my clients don't get hurt. They find early on if this is a one and done date and they ask the questions they need to ask to make sure that they are proceeding with caution and finding out a lot about this person to see if they have a lot in common. The third phase is attachment. And this is when oxytocin and vasopressin are released during orgasm so you're making love by now and those are the bonding chemicals that's what makes you bond as a couple makes you want to stay together at this time you'll experience emotions like affection and trust and deep friendship and a lot of fun and laughter this is the really nice stage of the relationship you want to make sure you get beyond the lust stage before getting intimately involved with someone there's a lot of questions to ask there's a lot to find out about someone you don't want your new relationship based on only great sex and chemistry alone. You must get beyond the attraction stage to really attach to someone. And why is that? Because getting sexually involved makes you too emotionally connected, especially women, to the point where you start ignoring or you ignore from the beginning the red flag warning signals that emerge while dating. The rules to make sure this relationship is for real are, one, you want to make sure that the man says, I love you, and you feel the same before sexual intimacy. The man, and this goes back to caveman reptilian brain, he must feel he has won you from the others and therefore continue to date others while analyzing if this person is really the right one. So many women take themselves off the market after one or two dates saying, oh, I really like this guy. And then they're focused so much on 
the one guy that it's too much and they're chasing the guy, whether they're texting or they're calling. And this now means the guy is taking the back seat. The guy isn't pursuing you anymore. You're starting to pursue and this will never get to that attraction stage, the attachment stage. You want the man to win you. So just keep dating until he steps up and says, I really want something serious with you. Second, if you're in an exclusive relationship before getting intimate at all beyond the hugs and kisses, remember the man should ask for exclusivity, not the woman. He should be the one because then he will treasure that he has won you from the others. This is also according to research, the third one. Try to wait and date 90 days or have at least 12 to 14 dates along with the top two requirements of attraction and the lust phase before getting intimate sexually. You'll definitely make a smarter choice. So why are the old-fashioned stereotypical rules? Well, this is what we're going to go into next when we get back from the break, because you're going to want to know why. You are listening to the live radio show of Lessons in Life and Love on Bold Brave Media Global Network. We will be right back. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash Rihanna and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a free title and start listening today. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash Rihanna and get started. Why Audible? Well, Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. To download your free audiobook today, just go to audibletrial.com forward slash Rihanna and enjoy your free audiobook. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Bold Brave Media Global Network, and I am your life and love coach, Rihanna Milne. Let's keep going. Why all the old-fashioned stereotypical rules? That's what everybody wants to know. And these are based in many, many years of research, even recent research. It keeps becoming more and more clear. Because in the old caveman brain, which is called the reptilian brain of the male, it's still a primitive drive to select a woman. Their number one goal is an attractive female to mate with. Now, this is their initial drive, and then love comes later, after the attachment phase. The number one need in the female, the cavewoman brain, is safety and security to raise her offspring. She wants to make sure she's selecting a male that can support her. In today's world, that means financially, emotionally, even support her efforts in her career or any volunteer work, just supportive and a good father image. Now, this is hardwired into her. Even the very successful women that have all the income that they need for themselves, they still desire a strong man that's got her back, so to speak. It will take some time to analyze if you really feel safe with this partner, thus the importance for women to wait beyond the attraction phase. If a woman asks for exclusivity from the male or says, I love you first, the man will not appreciate her as much, knowing that he has not won her away from the other males. Ladies, keep dating until he asks you to be exclusive and you feel safe. It's not just he's stepping up because we know from the sociopath, they'll ask in the first or second date to get married. That doesn't mean he's crazy about you. That just might mean he's crazy and you have to be extremely careful. Two facts. 
fast, doesn't feel comfortable, but you want to wait to be intimate until you know for sure that you can be safe with this person. If he doesn't ask you to be exclusive, he may not. He just might be a player. And if you're dating with intention to find a mate for life, then you have to be careful who you're selecting. Now, I know this all sounds very old fashioned, but this alone defines why relationships turn into engagements and then either last or they don't last. Men cherish you more if you allow them to pursue you and win you over. They know in their mind when they are ready. Most men may delay if there's a financial issue or issues with their children, issues in their career where they're not feeling too stable. They can't ask a woman to be stable with them if they're not stable themselves. So a lot of times they'll hold back. It doesn't mean they don't care for you, but they may not feel ready to be that stronger male, the provider. They may wait and they may never be ready. And that's the thing. This is why you date several. And as time goes on, you should be able to tell if that's the one you can feel safe with. Men, if you really come to love a woman, respect her, then wait to make sexual advances. Enjoy her company and the sexual attraction and the energy. Get to really know her and make her feel adored, cherished, and safe. Try to wait two months before saying I love you because you want to be sure. Don't say it, then take it back. You know, Do step up if you want to be exclusive with a lady. I know so many men that have come to me that were afraid to commit and then lost the lady they really did love. She's waiting for you to ask her to be exclusive. She is waiting, so don't hesitate if you feel that. Because if you love her, you've got to let her know, especially women that are beautiful and sharp. And you're thinking, oh, wow, lots of people would like her. Then step up. You don't want to hesitate. Do follow these rules. If you want a lasting, loving, committed relationship, these rules will help you find that perfect mate. Let's reflect on this exercise. I mean, what is your take on this and the 90-day rule? Do you think it's ridiculous? Do you think it makes some sense being very well grounded in neurophysiological science and human behavior going all the way back to caveman cavewoman day and the old brains and the rush of chemistry yes men are ready to mate at any time women they want that one man that will take care of them i mean that is the ideal choice for them Ask yourself if you've made the mistake of getting intimate too fast and then you've lost the person you really liked because a lot of men will never turn down sex, but then they may disrespect you. Oh, if she's having sex that fast with me, she's got to be having sex that fast with so many others. That's where their mind goes to. Even if that's not your normal pattern, ladies, but you do it for that one guy because you really like him. Unfortunately, that's what they come up with in their thought process. Third, have you followed these rules in the past and had a better quality relationship? And what happened there? This is all based on research. And I do like my clients to know what is coming up as the best chances of having relationships and what behaviors they should do and what they need to watch out for. Then we talk about the ideal partner for each client. And everybody has what they call requirements. Requirements are something that you absolutely must have in your mate to feel happy and satisfied in that partner. 
You want to name them. It could be anywhere from five to eight. You can't have 15 because they're, they are deal breakers. They are definites for you to be happy. For my women who are usually 28 to 34, looking for that ideal partner, a requirement for them might be they definitely want to have children. That's a very important question to ask on your first date. You could say, are you a man that sees yourself as wanting to be a father? Do you want kids? And if they say right away, oh, absolutely, I definitely want children in my life, and that's a yes. If he says, well, I'm not sure, I might want to wait another five, eight, ten years, maybe I will. If she really wants to, maybe I could be persuaded. That's a no. You have to clearly hear if these are things that are being answered for you. Now, for Scott, my male client out in L.A., he's there. My dogs are my kids. This guy must love dogs. This is a gay male looking for a partner in his life. And if this partner did not love dogs, this would not be his ideal partner. That was his number one requirement. And that could be really important. For me, I love to dance. I want to make sure that partner loves music and dancing as much as I do. World travel is another one that I love. I would not be happy if I was with someone that just wants to be at home or only wanted to explore America. I've seen America. I've been there, done that. I love world travel. It's probably the happiest thing that I do in my life. Life, and I want someone to share that with. These are requirements, your must-haves to be happy. Now, they sound like some superficial things. Yes, some are superficial. Now, let's get to the more deeper must-haves. These are character traits, qualities, values that would be important. For example, education. Okay, I'm someone with a triple master's and various licenses, and I need someone who's also has a higher education and is intelligent male. It would be too difficult for me to be with someone that's not equally educated and find value in that. And they've invested in that in their life as I have. Or qualities would be definitely someone that wants a monogamous relationship who I could trust and has high integrity. Integrity means doing the right things when nobody's looking. Very important. You've got to be able to trust. Without trust, you have no relationship. So it's super important that you name the qualities that you want. Okay, a great communicator. If you're very socially outgoing and confident and you end up with somebody who's shy and an introvert and barely can speak to anyone who's new, they're going to be jealous that you're having conversations with people around the room, even if you're just doing business networking. This is like second nature to you because you've been doing it for years, right? If you have someone that's too shy and is not comfortable with that, you're going to have problems. You do want someone to have the same types of qualities and character traits as you, that you enjoy a lot of the same activities. Now, it doesn't have to be totally matched eye to eye, but let's look at weekends. For example, if there's a man that absolutely loves golfing and will be out there all day Saturday and half day Sunday, and you love boating and you have a boat, he may not be on that boat with you. He'll be on the golf course. Then what? Then you have separate lives because Monday through Friday you're working and on the weekends you're not enjoying that primary activity that's so important to you. Start naming some of these must-haves that you want to make sure you have in your life. Some must-haves could be about your looks. 
right now I'm a tall lady I'm five nine and I wear heels when I go out I usually wear dresses heels I like to dress up so I want somebody five eleven or taller if someone's five nine or five eight they might be lovely people but then I'm going to tower over them when I'm out that's going to make me uncomfortable especially when I'm dancing with someone like that that is a requirement based on looks that could be there it could be important for you so know what it is right and then we go down to a second section which is called would prefer that they have this is not a deal breaker but it could be important I will always say because I'm a mother and I love my role as a mom that I would definitely prefer that they be a father of a couple of kids because men with kids understand sacrifice negotiation working hard for their kids being more patient these are qualities that a good parent would have And, you know, as you're dating, you definitely on the must haves for me, must have a great relationship with your kids. If you don't, there's a problem there and it's going to get in the way of your relationship. Preferred they have could be in importance to you, not as important as the must haves. Now, there's definitely deal breakers, and the deal breakers are the red flags that you want to make sure you're not in lust blindness, you're seeing it, you're recognizing it, and it would probably be a reason to stop dating this person altogether. The deal breakers I have listed, you may come up with another one or two if you see signs of any addiction. So that's drugs, alcohol, gambling, sex addiction, financial, spending, eating, hoarding, gaming, TV watching, that they just want to stay in and watch TV all the time, that's boring and that's an addiction. Second, physically, emotionally, or verbally abusive in any way. And if you're seeing it to people that serve you or to their kids, their ex, it's going to happen with you too down the road. Number three, they're a chronic cheater or they tried to cheat with you when they were married That is the sign of their character. If they're cheated with you and you think you're going to be the one that is going to have this great relationship with that person, just when things start to settle down, they're going to cheat on you too. It's kind of their personality disorder. So move on. Someone wants to cheat with you? No, thank you. I even say to be safe, you don't want to date anyone who's separated. Make sure they are totally divorced. The paper is signed and stamped, and then you can be with somebody to date any mental health issues if they're depressed or moody or have fast trigger anger grew up with that again you're going to ask those questions around childhood trauma to find out how many they have and if they've done anything to fix their past traumas very important number five they're chronic lighter you can't trust them you've caught them in several small white lies But you think in your head, why are they lying about that? It's like not even a big deal. Why would they even have to lie about that? That's usually a sign of someone that's had severe childhood trauma and they had to lie to avoid beatings. That is a red flag. And if you can't trust them, you've got nothing. Six, they're married or separated. We look at that as just not available. Next, Seven, they're a control freak or they're selfish and impulsive. Someone that needs to control you and every little bit of their adult situation grew up usually in an atmosphere where there was no sense of control for them. So a lot of fighting, yelling, angry parents. As an adult, they want to be in control. Now, very often people choose jobs where they are in control. 
like police officers, firefighters, EMTs, control in the workforce usually is appealing to someone that had no control as kids or high level of childhood trauma. It's very interesting to see the correlation. And I worked with a lot of police officers in the Atlantic City area, and they all had come from childhood trauma. And selfish and impulsive could be signs of narcissism, so you want to be very cautious. The last one, they're mean-spirited or angry or has temper ranges. And initially, you're going to see mean-spirited to people that serve or wait or they're impatient and angry around ordering food or getting something. They're just very easily agitated, high anxiety. These are all signs that there could be some disorders any character disorders, addictions, neuroses, any behavior that negatively hurts you or your health, your self-esteem, your work or your primary relationships between your family, your parents or your kids, these are all red flag warnings. The must-haves are helpful to knowing exactly what you're looking for in a partner so you can find it. Remember the law of attraction, know what you want and it will be attracted to you. Brainstorm lots of options for that ideal mate and pick the top 12 must-haves and be sure the top qualities and values are also included like honesty, integrity, good family relationships. These are all internal characteristics that are essential to make a great relationship last far into the future. The second section would prefer he have or she have is about preferences. But items that are still pretty important to you for lifelong compatibility, like he loves to have a partner who dances and travels worldwide, that could go in the second list if it's somewhat important to you, or it could be a requirement if that's really important to you. Now, one that I had before is like I knew I was moving to Florida, so I was only going to date someone that was going to live or retire to Florida because I definitely knew I was going to be there. Common interests, activities, future goals, they're going in the same direction, same look as far as appearance. If you both live a healthy and fit lifestyle, it's great if you do. And if he doesn't, that's going to bother you. I see on online profiles a lot, a very heavy man with a big belly saying, I want a size four fit woman. Well, he's got to be realistic. If she's staying in shape and watching her weight and her diet, don't you think she wants a man who's doing that too? That if you want somebody that really has their life together, Together, you've got to have your life together too, and that goes for men or women. The deal breakers and red flags are very important to be honest with yourself. Look at this list, make sure none of these exist in the person that you're dating. They are at the very core of toxic relationships, right? And there's a lot more articles on my website at rihannamilne.com and in my new app that's launching this week, which is Lessons in Life and Love on the Go. There's a lot of articles in there too. So don't make the mistake of falling in love with one's potential. Examine your new mate for what they are today and then go to the list of your red flags and concerns. Make sure nothing's there. Of course, it's hard to find someone who's 100% match. You're aiming for about 85%, but know the real important factors that you cannot compromise on. 
Take your time with the list. This is your new roadmap for meeting someone ideal. And once you define exactly what you want and don't want in a partner, then date consciously and with intention until you find that person. When you're living a full, happy, and exciting life as that evolved single person, your ideal love will present to you without you needing to do any work to find him and her. No, you can't sit at home and do nothing with your life and they're going to show up. You have to be out there living and loving your life. Remember, we say you have to be successful, happy, evolved, emotionally healthy, single first. And if you're not, this is where you get into the class, Dating to Mating, Life and Love Transformation Program for Singles. Like I said, we have a group forming right now. We have only a couple openings left. It starts Tuesday, December 12th. Classes are 90 minutes or seven of them live with me in the Zoom classroom. And then your educational platform is online at the Life and Love Training Academy. But it does start next week. So if you're interested, write me at rihannamilne at gmail.com for sure. You will attract that wonderful person into your life when you feel great about your life as it is. Now that you've defined your perfect partner, ask, can you stay focused to find the one? Do you feel you'll be able to avoid all the red flags while you're out there dating? Why or why not? And what are your top six criteria for your future partner? Is there anything else you discovered about yourself that you definitely do not want? A lot of people that struggled when they were children, let's say they grew up with an alcoholic mother, they definitely don't want a girlfriend that drinks too much. You're going to be very sensitive to that. Or the girl that had that sarcastic, angry father. They're not going to want that in a mate, in a male. However, many people date with chemistry only, and that will take you to your past. If you're not dating with full conscious awareness, you could again attract in the wrong partner. So you want to be careful about all of that. I want to go into our final lesson. This is 365 lessons in self-mastery called Giant Steps, Small Changes to Make a Big Difference with Anthony Robbins. And this lesson is 186. Whenever you feel a painful emotion, there are five steps you can take very quickly to learn from and use this action signal. First, identify what you're really feeling. Second, acknowledge and appreciate your emotions. Know that at some level they're supporting you to make a positive change by calling you to action. Three, get curious. Realize that this emotion is offering you a message to change something. Do you need to change your perception or your procedures? Four, get confident that you can handle this emotion immediately because you've done so in the past. Remember a time that you successfully handled this emotion and model what you did and do it today and into the future. Five, get excited and take action. I always say if anxiety comes up for you, it's your body telling you something is off. So many people want to be on antidepressants and anti-anxiety meds. My clients learn if there's something going on inside you, it's a symbol to become present and aware and name what the issue is and brainstorm ideas so that is then solved then and there. Really important concept right? Instead of being fearful about those feelings, knowing that it's a message to tell you something. Now, I want to remind you next week live with me will be Katia Loisel 
from Australia, and she's an internationally recognized dating relationship and body language expert and CEO of Love Destination. She's a host of French Kiss, The Art and Science of Kissing, which is airing in July 2019 and co-author of How to Get the Man and Woman You Want, has widely published five-year global study into dating and mating patterns. She's going to be a wealth of knowledge She's been on Top Shelf magazines nationally and internationally, including Cosmo, Clio, Mary Claire, Good Health and Medicine, and an international speaker and trainer. And she's passionate about helping people understand and improve their relationships and body language. This is why she founded Love Destination, which is a global digital video on demand network similar to Netflix for love. Make sure you tune in, get your questions ready for her because she is going to be an amazing guest. Okay, my love angels and transformers, that is all we have time for today. I thank you for tuning in tonight. Be sure to join us next week with Katia Loisel, and we will ask her many questions and get to the lowdown of kissing and body language of attraction. So tell your friends that you love and care about to join us next week, too. And I appreciate you sharing the love and helping me change the way the world loves. Please take a moment to give me a five-star rating on the platform of your choice and post a comment on what you liked about the show and what you'd like to learn about in any upcoming episode of Lessons in Life and Love. And you can always email me at show at gmail.com or reach out for that free Life and Love Discovery session during the week at rihannamilne.com. Okay, Transformers, be sure to join me next week, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Bold brave media global network.com and as always i am here to help you have the life you desire and the love that you deserve god bless and have a fabulous week we want to thank you for joining us on this episode of lessons in life and love with coach rihanna milne your personal journey of life and love transformation has only just begun Go to rihannamilne.com for more resources. And if you're really ready to take action to improve your life or love situation, apply now for a free life and love transformation discovery session with Rihanna, a $500 value. Just contact Rihanna with your questions and to tell her your story at rihannamilne.com. And remember, it's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve.